The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Despite an early deficit, the Chicago Bulls get a revenge win against the Detroit Pistons in what could possibly be DeMar DeRozan's best game of the young season so far. Ayo DeSumo absolutely steps it up off the bench as well. We're going to talk about that, plus Alex Caruso's injury and how long he may be out for this team and preview tonight's game against the Bucks. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. My name is Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Chicago Bulls get a win against the Detroit Pistons. There are a couple of things in this game, right, that stood out. The slow start yet again from the starters. Um, the, the bench coming in, really changing the tone of that game, setting the tone defensively uh, at least, and then Really, at that point in time, the Bulls pretty much rode out the rest of that, uh, the rest of that momentum going forward through the rest of this, the, the rest of the game. Right, the Chicago Bulls lost the first quarter, thirty-one to twenty-two to twenty-two points. They then won the second quarter, thirty-three to nineteen. The, the third quarter, they lost only by two points, and then they win the fourth quarter as well by eight points. This was a tale of two halves from the Chicago Bulls. The defense absolutely stepped up when the Bulls needed it the most. Again, forcing the uh, the Detroit Pistons to multiple turnovers, and that's where things really kind of start telling the story of how the Chicago Bulls got this win, right? The D- the Detroit Pistons had 16 turnovers. The Bulls converted that to 25 points off turnovers to the Detroit Pistons only getting nine points off turnovers, and the Chicago Bulls only had six turnovers in the game. Second chance points as well as where the, D- the Detroit Pistons really killed the Chicago Bulls and were able to stay in this game. They had 24 second chance points to the Bulls, only 13 second chance points. But everything other than that, right? Yeah, the bench points, they killed us as well. They scored 51 points off the bench, rescored 31, but we won the points in the paint battle. We won the rebounding battle in the second half of the game. We end up still being out-rebounded by nine rebounds, so there's that when it comes down to it. The Bulls had t- more possessions as well in this game than the uh, Detroit Pistons. So, again, the Bulls came in and they took care of the things that they needed to take care of much better in the second half. And I got to give credit to Billy Donovan. You guys know, not a Billy Donovan guy by any stretch of the imagination, but Billy Donovan had some nice rotations out there. Really really riding the hot hand more so than what we saw uh, for, for large chunks of the season. And from his time here with the Chicago Bulls in general, we got to see him really, yeah, I, 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 I have to say, I really like the way that Billy Donovan had his rotations for the most part of this game. There were still some questionable things specifically in the first half where I think the Bulls are still trying to find the right mix of guys. But basically from about halfway through the second quarter on, the Bulls' rotations were all on point. And Andre Drummond in this game really performing as well. 11 points, 13 rebounds, one assist, two steals from him in only 15 minutes. And that's what the special part of Andre Drummond is, right, and what he brings to an NBA team. You get him double-digit minutes, he can get you a double-double a double basically. Anywhere between 15 and 18 minutes, Andre Drummond is going gonna, is gonna to produce for you in a rate that not many backup centers can. But again, we also have to talk about Ayo DeSumo coming off the bench in this game. 27 minutes, picking up some minutes with uh, Alice Caruso being out. He scores 13 points. We're going to get into some of the comments on him. 
after this, but I do want to, you know, briefly touch on on how his play as well. And then you got Patrick Williams, who was playing with energy. He was attacking the rim. That's how he got to the free throw line six times. Only scoring four points in this game, so it wasn't huge by any stretch. But again, for what it was, and Pat, the designer, my co-host over on Lockdown Bulls, asked a really good question, and I had to kind of put it in perspective. He, he said, are you looking at Patrick Williams still as the fourth overall pick? Or are you just basically judging him of what he is now? And that's kind of the point that I've gotten to, right, is that I'm not even looking at Patrick Williams, the fourth overall pick anymore. I'm looking at Patrick Williams as a bench player because that's what he is. And what does he bring? He brought energy. He got to the free throw line. He drew some fouls, got a still in a block in the game. Is it fourth overall pick worthy? Hell no. But that, I mean, we're, we're past the point of that. And it's up to Pat to show if he can bring anything more than that. At the end of the day, Patrick Williams right now is a bench player, and he's a bench player that uh, is giving you something, right? Not a huge amount, not what you wanted to see, not the ceiling that we thought of Patrick Williams, but he's giving you something coming off the bench. Javon Carter only played 12 minutes in this game. He scores three points as well. Um, not A good game defensively for him. He was one of four overall from the field. Couldn't really get in rhythm. But then we have to talk about the other things. This was DeMar DeRozan's. Best game of the season by far, and I don't even think it was close, right? Yes, he had the game where he went in, uh, in in the nuclear mode in the fourth quarter and in overtime and things like that, but outside of that game, like this was probably his most complete game going through the whole game. 11 of 19 from the field, two of three from three-point range, one rebound, one assist, four blocks from DeMar DeRozan, and even looking outside the stat sheet, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine played some pretty solid defense in this game, keeping their head up. Zach Levine, especially when he was switched on the K Cunningham, did some solid defensive things out there tonight, but De- DeMar DeRozan's best game of the season, I think, by far. Nikola Vucevic, who had a really slow first half, I think he scored seven points in total in the first half. He ends up with 21 points in this game, 12 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. Only one turnover from him. Solid game as well from Nikola Vucevic. I like the way that he played in the second half of this game, and going forward, you know, a lot of the players played better in the second half. And then I also want to talk about the production from Kobe White. Kobe continuing to grow and understand his role a little bit better. Seven assists from from Kobe White in this game. Two steals, only one turnover. He did have six fouls in this game, but 16 points as well from Kobe White, going six of 14 from the field, three of six from the three-point line as well. So good to see Kobe White have that type of production as well. Again, knocking off the slow start. But overall, looking at this team, they kicked up the defensive intensity when it was needed the most, and that is something that I love to see this team be able to do, right? We've seen flashes of the team defense. Right now, we're still ranked pretty low in the league as far as defense. Um, and, you know, that, that, that is what it is. But I, I love when we see this team and what they can be defensively when they kick that in and they all lock in and then they all start getting into this defensive rhythm, so to say. And it was really, really solid as well. And I like the way that Nikola Vucevic kind of, it's like he, he, he remembered in the second half, hey, Jalen Duran isn't in this game. I can actually probably, you know, play a little bit better in this one and assert myself a little bit more. We saw that. Um, as well from from Nikola Vucevic in the second half of the game. So overall, slow start from the starters. Bent set the tone yet again, continues to be one of the strongest things of the Chicago Bulls team. And one player coming off that bench that I, I touched on a little bit that I want to go back to is Ayo Desumu. Ayo Desumu took advantage of the minutes that, uh, out, that, th- that were there with Alice Crusoe being out in the game. And Damar and Ayo talked about Ayo Desumu and his game um, after it. And we're going to go ahead and play that clip now. That was big. I told him... Um... I had checked in for him. Um, I think in the second quarter, you know, and I, first thing I told him coming out was, you know, that quarter was because of you. You know, um, the energy he brought, you know, getting out in transition, getting those layups, getting those steals. Um, you know, I let, him, I let him know. Without him, that quarter quarter wouldn't have happened. 
Like Lamar said that second, he told you that the second quarter run was sparked because of you. What does that mean to hear those words coming from Lamar and also just that second unit and their play as a whole tonight? It means a lot. You know, any time you can just help give some energy to our team, I think it's always positive. And, you know, me coming off the bench, um, I have a, a unique way of viewing the game because, you know, I can see what the game needs. Um, and I think that's something that I really um, have taken away from comfort bench, being able to read the game and understand what needs to be done and what's lacking. And um, that's pretty much what I try to do, just play my game when I get out there, push the pace, um, bump up the energy, uh, the joy, and that's pretty much what I try to do. Billy talked about stuff. So you hear, like, even DeMar and Ayo DeSumo saying, like, he understands how to be a bench player, and you're seeing that from Ayo, right? It's not just word salad. Like, you are at, you are seeing an Ayo DeSumo who is understanding his role better coming off the bench and understanding how to assert himself, right? This was the most minutes that Ayo DeSumo played so in the season so far. Was it 27 minutes he played yesterday, and he performed well in that. Didn't hit the three. He's hitting the three ball at about a 50% clip so far on the season. But those 13 points and the defense that he brought, the three still as, as well that Ayo DeSumo bought, and all those steals were like, hey, I'm about to take this from you. Let's get out on this fast break. You love seeing that from Ayo DeSumo. And so this is why we always say, like, you can't write the story on a player too early. A lot of Bulls fans are ready to write Ayo DeSumo off. I'm not saying everybody, but we're ready to write Ayo DeSumo off after a disappointing sophomore season from him with the Chicago Bulls. But that bench role, he's really thriving in. And Billy Donovan's trying to find the right balance, right? Billy's usually a person that goes nine players deep. He's been consistently going 10 players deep so far this season when everybody's healthy. So that's left like Javon Carter and Ayo DeSumo not to have like a consistent number of minutes that maybe we thought one of them were going to get coming into the season. But I do like it. And I like what Ayo's been bringing. I like kind of the poise that he's been bringing as well. The defense has always been there. But he's just understanding how to, to use his ability right, to get open, to get to push the pace, dictate the game, things like that. I love seeing the way that Iowa's really developing as well for the Chicago Bulls coming off that bench. So, you know, again, a lot of positives as far as that goes. I'm glad the Bulls got a dub, like, but let's keep it in perspective, right? They got a dub against a 2-8 and eight team that now fall to 2-9, and nine, but we got a big test in the Milwaukee Bucks coming in. We're going to talk about that here to end the show, but before we get into that, we got to talk about the absence, right? We talked about how the absence of Alex Caruso opened up more minutes for Ayo DeSumo, and Ayo, for his credit, thrived in that role. But Ayo DeSumo, uh, Billy Donovan was asked about Alex Crusoe after the game and just basically saying that um, it's really up to the, the medical staff, saying that, you know, he didn't make the decision, the medical staff kind of, and it could be in part because they played a back-to-back. They have five games in seven days, right, six games in nine days. So I think, that, you know, they're, they're doing it. He did say that he had some discomfort as well. So they're trying to make sure he gets into a place of, of, of not being there. Now, Billy Donovan also said, that they're not saying that he's going to be out for weeks, but they are definitely looking at the schedule. So putting it in doubt on if uh, Alex Caruso is even going to be able to come back a game against the Bucs. I know a lot of us were hoping to see uh, uh, Alex Caruso come back against the Milwaukee Bucks, but from what we're seeing now, that may not necessarily be the case. And if that's not the case, we got to continue to see the improvement from the bench. Do those minutes keep going to I.O.? Does Javon Carter play a little bit better? Does he get a little bit more minutes, right? It may come down to whoever's having the hot hand on playing the most minutes. So. That's something to also look out for as this game continues to go on. I mean, as this period continues to go on, the Bulls play a lot of games in a condensed amount of time. And so I'll be interested to see if, if Alex Caruso does travel with the team out to Milwaukee. Um, and if he does, does he end up playing? Um, that's a team that also could be missing Dame uh, in that game. So let's go ahead and preview that, right? So against the Milwaukee Bucks coming down tonight, the second of a back-to-back, Dame Lillard may or may not play, still list, listed as questionable. 
But the things for the Chicago Bulls to do in this game, they got to do a lot of the things that have been working for them so far on the season, right? They have to um, look to really dictate the game defensively. If they can force turnovers, the Chicago Bulls right now are averaging the fifth fifth most uh, forced turnovers by their opponent um, in the league. They're, aver- they're forcing 16 turnovers per game. The highest is 17 per game. So the Bulls aren't that. They're one turnover forced away from, from leading the league in turnovers forced per game. And they're scoring solid points off turnovers as well. And that compared paired with uh, second chance points because we are offensively rebounding the ball much better than what we did at parts last season. Those are things that the Bulls can use to get themselves in gear uh, when it comes down to it. So can they do that, right? That's something that you have to look at with the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, the defense is going to be highly important, whether Dane plays or does not play. You got Chris Middleton. He's played in seven games so far this season. He's averaging 11 points, kind of finding his role, much like many players are on that team with how much change has come through that team. But the Bulls have to come in, shoot the ball effectively and efficiently, which they did in this game, shooting 48% overall from the field in the game against the Detroit Pistons and 36% from three. Is that amazing numbers? No, but again, those are solid numbers that are showing the efficiency, taking the right shots rather than just taking shots to take them. And so that's what we need this Bulls team to be uh, focused on. Can the core three play well? Which in the games and wins that we had against the Milwaukee Bucks last season, the core three played pretty much well in that game. Can you go to Nikola Vucevic? Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, they give Nikola Vucevic fits. That's understandable. But can you go to him? How do you use him in that game? The bench as well. Right now, looking at the bench uh, for the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Jay Crowder's probably going to be out. So they got Bob, uh, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, Mo, Mo, uh, Marjan Bochamp, and, and Campaign coming off, really kind of leading the unit coming off that bench. And I, I really like the Bulls bench against that bench unit. So starters, we'll see what happens with Dame Lillard if he plays or if he doesn't play. But it really doesn't change much. We have to throw consistent defense at this team and Giannis is going to kind of do what Giannis does. It'll be interesting to see how Torrey Craig defends Giannis as, you know, before we've had Patrick Williams in there. Patrick Williams has done an okay job in spurts against Giannis Antetokounmpo. He still basically gets his numbers. But you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, every time we play the Bucks, it comes down to this one thing for me. It's not about stopping Giannis Antetokounmpo. To me, it's about how you control everything else around Giannis because Giannis is going to do what Giannis does uh, uh, typically, right? You can, you can only do so much of slowing Giannis Antetokounmpo down. So I'm really looking at how the Bulls defend the rest of that team. I think that's going to be hugely important for the Chicago Bulls team to really step up and give big effort on that defensive side of the ball, rebound the ball, limit your turnovers. The Bulls are doing an okay job this season at limiting turnovers after really starting off rocky as far as turnovers per game. They've really, over the last three games, have really gotten those turnovers per game down. Let's see if they can continue to do that. We hope so with the Chicago Bulls because you don't want to allow a team like uh, the, the the Milwaukee Bucks to get out and transition on you and, and and use turnovers to turn that into points, right? You don't want to do that. So, you know, we'll see what the Bulls can do. Let's hope that they can, you know, turn those type of things around. Look at what they what they do defensively in this game. Also, Billy Donovan's rotations as he continue to use the hot hand. This is another team where uh, right now uh, I think that uh, Andre Drummond is going to be key in this game as well. And surprisingly enough, I just looked it up, the Chicago Bulls are surprisingly – averaging the least amount of turnovers in the league right now. They're averaging 11 turnovers per game. Keep in mind, we've had like three games in a row of single-digit turnovers. So the fact that we are the lowest team in turnovers per game is showing how the Bulls are, Bulls are really taking care of the basketball. That has to continue while we're forcing 16 turnovers per game. So the Bulls got to keep on with that, right? Be solid in that. Thrive in that role. Thrive in execution in this game. Because, listen, execution is the name of the game when you're facing off against the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic are going to be key in this game. But also, don't overlook the starters and what they bring, especially Torrey Craig and, and Kobe White. Uh, defensively, moving the ball around, things like that. Hitting their open shots is going to be hugely important as well in this game for the Chicago Bulls. And let's hope that the Bulls come in with this one with and understand the sense of urgency, right? You can't allow against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, especially if Dane plays, for them to get out on a huge lead for you like you did against the Detroit Pistons. That's a bad team. You're able to come back on that. You're not going to be able to come back against the better teams in the NBA, um, allowing yourself to get down to early deficits like that. Now, the, the Milwaukee Bucks have been having their own struggles so far this season, and that's why the Bulls need to try to take advantage of it. Right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are 5-4 and four on the season. They need to continue to take uh, to take advantage of the Bucks that are still trying to figure out some things with this new makeup of their team. you got role players that are, that are stepped into bigger roles. Grayson Allen's gone now for this team, right? So you got Pat Connaughton stepping into a bigger role. you got Campaign, who wasn't even on that team last year, stepping into a role for that team. So the Bulls have to control what they can control. You have to execute. Also looking at Billy Donovan and how he manages the rotations and the defensive adjustments in this game as well because the Bucs are going to try to shoot it on you, right? And Bobby Portis and what he's able to do and kind of dictating some things coming off the bench is going to be huge for this Bulls team as well. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. Right now, the Bulls sit in an interesting, the four and six on the season, right? We could be 500 by the end of this, uh, this stretch, right? We go to Milwaukee today, then we have four more games straight at home before we go out on the road for a four-game uh, road stretch as well, road trip, and then we come back for two more games at home. This, this period of time, we talked about it before leading into the season, we're now in it. From now into the next basically month, from now into mid-December, it's going to be a tough schedule for the Chicago Bulls. And seeing how they step into the schedule and really kind of how they come out of it is going to be telling for the front office. It's going to be telling for fans. It's going to be telling for a lot. So, you know, we, we need to see that. And if this core three can start playing a little bit better together than what they have over the course of the season, let's hope that that's the case, man. But that's my time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. We'll be back tonight for the pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame show, man. I love you guys. Go Bulls. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.